find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Media Network. She's got it, ladies and gents. She's got it. She's got it. (laughs) Guys, we're trying a new setup today. (laughs) I'm so excited about this. We are not in our standard pod room today. No, I think it's going to be great because you can hold your mic closer to your face. This is fair. And you I, need your mic, like, right in your mouth. I do. I, I should probably hold mine far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm holding it so close to my face. <laughs> we had to record in my humble abode today. And so we don't have any mic stands. The ones that we have are the backup ones that are actual crap and are going to go in the garbage can. So <laughs> <laughs> They, like, literally broke as we were trying to put them together. <laughs> literally. So. Yeah. But okay. It's okay. It's okay. We have a fancy lap desk for Macy. Yeah. So she doesn't even have to hold her tablet. Yeah, I just have to hold my mic today. Your wine is right here. I know. It's not so far away from me. It's beautiful. I and think it's a I think it's a grot Tim. It's a grot Tim as we roll into episode three of Australian True Crime Month. Don't 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 crime down on Yeah. Australian True Crime three. And we've already picked our topic. For next month. Yes, we have. And I'm pumped. And if you're a Patreon, you might get to find out a little early. That's I'm pumped. Another reason to sign up for Patreon. Yeah, if you feel so inclined, we are cheap dates. So, one or two dollars. What? I'm sorry. I just, like, I got really excited. I, I kind of like holding my mic. Because, like, <laughs> I could talk and I could do that stupid thing because I can't fucking sit still. Mm. We're like, I'm like, yes! And the mic just comes with me. <laughs> and you guys couldn't see that, but I just, like, stared straight up at the ceiling and was like, yes, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. We should just hold them from now on. I enjoy this. Maybe the person that is reading doesn't if we're at yeah. my house so, cause, so that they can hold the tablet. <gasps> that would make sense. But the other person can. You do one stand at your house and one of mine. Yeah, we can bring one of the stands here. This makes sense. I enjoy this. Yeah, you can bring one home tomorrow when you're at my house. <gasps> Even better. Huzzah. Guys, see? All the magic is made right here on this podcast. Right for your <laughs> earballs. Right in the middle of it. They're all like, God damn it, we just want to hear crime. <laughs> we don't care. But before the crime, there's wine. Uh, oh, yeah, what are we oh, drinking? Oh. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. What I have wanted to buy this for a while because I've seen the bottle and it's fucking gorgeous it is beautiful um it is called the burn born of fire it is a cabernet sauvignon from columbia valley and the bottle has this beautiful watercolored like phoenix phoenix and it just but the, it's like tangled at the bottom let me see i didn't see that it's like in a tree almost do you see it? it's like feet are like that's like a tree, like a trunk oh, well, of a tree. Well, no, aren't they? are like shapeshifters-y, aren't they? Phoenixes? Podcast Mythical Creatures, Mom! Yeah, I want to learn about the phoenix. 
I would be interested to learn about that. Yes, I like that, actually. I like that a lot. That would be fun. This is an all-around just weird podcast, so we're allowed to do whatever. I know. We call ourselves true crime, but in reality, we're just like all things fucking weird because that's what we like. I'm just (laughs) like, wow, I want to learn what a phoenix is. (laughs) I literally saw, because we did The Legend of La Llorona last month, and I watched um, watched an episode on YouTube by this guy who does a lot about urban legends and and like mythical creatures and stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's like a big, was one of my big sources. There was another thing that he like posted um, that I just saw when I was on YouTube recently, mm-hmm. and it was about mermaids. And I was like, fuck, oh, yeah, I, I want to watch that. I love mermaids. Like the, evil, the, like the evil myths of mermaids. Yeah. Where they like literally sing you to your death. They're supposed to be a siren, yeah, not siren. just like the pretty little mermaid under the water. Well, it's they're not, pretty. They're another. But then they fuck you. Yep. Well, they're pretty at first, and don't they get like really ugly once they drag you underwater? I don't know. Things we could learn Things if we do a mythical learn. month. <laughs> well, maybe we came up with the month after next, too. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You'll see. It'll be a grot, Tim. Okay. Anyway, this <laughs> this Phoenix wine. <laughs> so um, the burn born of fire Cabernet Sauvignon begins with a pleasing aroma of jammy, ripe, red and black fruit along That's with herbal. What? Very unspecific. Oh. <laughs> black and red fruit. Uh, there are lots of red fruits. <laughs> There's blackberries. Technically, a tomato is a fruit, so that's concerning. Is there a tomato in my wine? I don't want tomato in my wine. I do not want ketchup wine, please. Thank you. (laughs) Red and black fruits. Along with herbal notes, spice, vanilla, and more. Tasting the wine reveals a smooth, silky, almost comforting texture in the mouth. Cherry cola, licorice, plum, sweet blackberry, oak, spice, and more are all balanced quite nicely in this medium-bodied wine. Well, I like cherry cola, so that's my favorite type of cola. And apparently, it ends with a dry, very long, savory finish. Hmm. That's okay. It, okay. A lot of fucking descriptive words in that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It took me forever to find the description, and it has eight million words in it. It's like, <laughs> let's just give you every fucking well, we adjective read back and it didn't say anything it it's, was like okay that's a nice description but it doesn't say what it tastes like i say it's got like this cool monologue about the like, phoenix the phoenix basically and then nothing else and we were like <laughs> just says it's like aged in oak barrels and it's like i but what does it taste like <laughs> this is this is not on brand <laughs> when did we stop putting what the wine tastes like on the bottle when well yeah like <laughs> how do you buy a wine at a store like okay you go to a store and you you don't know what anything tastes like and you you're like oh this looks nice what does it taste like and you read the back and you're like i still don't know cool it's <laughs> got a phoenix on the bottle what the fuck it unless tastes like there's, unless there's that little like you know how the some places have like a little card yeah they'll put like a little card at the bottom but, but not like, all of them and, and it's like i mean you can go to stores where sometimes they you know they've got good good employees that'll be like oh that one tastes like this and that one but it's like to know what every single wine in the store tastes like is nearly impossible for an employee. So, like, even yeah, even yeah. they can't answer all the questions. So, it's like, bro, do I really have to walk around and Google every single fucking wine in here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And then we, like, went to their actual website and the same thing that was on the bottle was on the website. Yep. This this uh, description came from reversewinesnob.com. <gasps> I'm not even kidding. They sound like a friend. <laughs> we probably are a friend. Because I am a reverse wine snob. Because I know nothing. <laughs> but I do like dry wines now. My mom was like, wow, 
You really like your wine like taste has totally changed. This podcast has definitely opened me up to some things that I never thought I would try. I don't think I, I I'm still I'm still not interested in a Pinot Noir. Oh, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's okay, try okay, it. okay. <laughs> Ooh. It's interesting. Not bad. Not it's definitely not no, my I'm favorite Cabernet we've had. No. But it's not bad. No, no, no. I like it. It's pretty good. Decent. I like it a lot. It's not too dry. Yeah, I know. It said it has a dry finish, but I don't but get that. I don't that. know. It's really acidic. Yes. I, Very acidic. I get it like on the roof of my mouth. I don't know if you get that. <laughs> yeah. I get the oaky as it as I swallow, like in my throat. Mm-hmm. But I get like the berry. I get the berries. Mm-hmm. I think I get the vanilla. Like yeah. in the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. And the spice. But you can get the you can get the spice just in the smell of it. Smells better than some of the wines we've drank. <laughs> it's way better than the blood orange. Oh, God, that was atrocious. It was disgusting. <laughs> Nothing will ever be as bad as that. Except the other one. We, I think it was the apothic wine that we tried. Yeah. That was like, just as bad. It was a red wine that I'm we were s- like, I'm sorry. no. I'm sorry. I, I love apothic wines, but that one was just not good. I'm sorry, apothic. Maybe there is a, maybe there's a. I like their white wines. Out there. Yeah. Their white wines and their rosé. Their rosé is actually one of my all-time favorite yeah, wines. Yeah, you really like that one. <laughs> we've tried it. We've had it on the podcast before, I think. But uh, what you, what you going to rate out of five for mouthfeels? I gave it a three. That's what I was going to give it. <gasps> 26, guys. Six out of ten. I sound way too excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was unintentional twin oh, it's moment. A six. <laughs> it's a six. It's a six. Uh, six out of ten. Mouth feels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done being weird. No, it's I'm not. Okay. That's it's a fucking okay. lie. I won't be done with that until I die. <laughs> and even then, my ghost is gonna be fucking weird. I'm weird. I'm like that little girl. <laughs> Have you ever seen that that video where she's just like, it's freaking bats. It's for Halloween. Bats. And then there's another one where she's like. I smell like beef. I smell <laughs> like beef. Yo, do you remember that little girl? Yeah. She has a TikTok now. Does she really? Yeah, I follow her. She's hilarious. Is she still a little girl? Mm-hmm. She's in her, like, tweens. Gotcha. But when you, like, when we first saw her. She was she like. She was like, baby. Yeah. And, like, because I saw, oh, my God, because I saw her on TikTok, and it was, like, you know, that trend that's going around where people say, oh, the the video that got me that went viral or got me famous or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it was her. And it was the one where she was like, I smell like beef. <laughs> I smell like beef. <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, is this this girl or is it her parents? It's like, probably, you know? it's probably her parents running it. Cause I think, yeah. I think you're technically not allowed. Well, who knows these days, but you're technically not allowed to have a TikTok unless it's. Run I by was not allowed to have a Facebook. I got a Facebook in eighth grade i think you had to be like 14 or 13 yeah and I, got, I got it when i was like 12 i got one in eighth grade yeah so i was i was about 12 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but facebook's dying i guess so. yeah facebook is kind of dying hmm sorry mark zuckerberg sorry not sorry about what <laughs> i said maybe you shouldn't have fucked over your friends I was going to say, there's there's too much bad press around you right now. Uh, I still remember that scene from The Social Network where his friend comes in and he, like, is all pissed off. And he's just like, sorry, my Prada's at the cleaners, along with my fuck you flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> you pretentious asshole. 
(laughs) fuck you flip-flops it's such a good movie and that's what's his name andrew garfield that's andrew garfield yeah yeah he's so good in that movie i love such a good movie anyway (sighs) well macy yes (gasps) what are we talking about today (laughs) 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 and i laughed like goofy and (laughs) i unintentionally goofy laughed oh man we are talking about the uh the murders of the de gucci family um this case guys is really interesting just forewarning you there will be a trigger warning okay some of the details of their injuries are graphic Ooh. i had a hard time yikes okay um so i'll get when i get to it i'll tell you prepare for b-a-t-w it like comes in pretty quick though so just be prepared <laughs> big ass trigger um, warning <laughs> So the DeGrucci family consisted of Wayne DeGrucci. He was the patriarch of the family, the mm-hmm. father. Uh, Jennifer DeGrucci, who was 42. I'm sorry, I could not find Wayne's age, like, anywhere. I really tried, <laughs> but Jennifer was 42. And then their three children, Matthew, who was 18, Adrian, who was 15, and Sarah, who was 13. Okay. Um, and they lived in Albion Park Rail, which is just south of Sydney, about an hour and a half drive on the New South Wales coast gotcha um and on march 13th of 1996 at approximately 8 30 a.m matthew returned from his girlfriend's home and he had been at her home since 11 p.m the previous night um suddenly he comes bursting out of the home and a neighbor named steve bailey who was outside at the time said that matthew came out of the house saying something is wrong with mom and sarah um Uh according to a show that i watched and let me find and it's all linked in my show notes um it's called forensic investigators it's Mm -hmm. uh season one episode five it is a i'm pretty sure it's an australian show um i watched it on amazon prime Mm -hmm. um steve bailey said that because i actually interviewed him they said that um sarah was epileptic and so he thought something was wrong Mm -hmm. and that jennifer couldn't handle it or something was oh. going on and so he ran in immediately to try and help and that is when he discovered jennifer's dead body in her bedroom oh, and boy he immediately called the police the police were there very very quickly and matthew who was crying and extremely distraught was taken to the hospital so like i said police arrived pretty quickly on the scene and one police officer said that the that the scene was so disturbing that he was unable to go back to work after this. Oh. Um, there was another officer named Belinda Neal. This was the first case she ever worked <gasps> on her very first day on the job. Oh, my God. Did she quit afterwards? Um, No. <laughs> she did not... <laughs> did not work for very long though she i think she retired after four years um and she suffers from ptsd to this day because of this case and another case that she had to work on like oh, right after that's this. awful so um batw here guys so jennifer uh the, the the mother was discovered in her bedroom in her bed she had been beaten on her face and head with some sort of blunt object her face was crushed and she was unrecognizable oh 
um, her injuries were so in- extensive that her brain had been forced from her skull. What? Like partially forced from her skull. Um, and her face was beaten so badly that the coroner had a hard time determining how many blows she sustained. Jesus Christ. And a formal identification had to be made by blood matching. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sarah, the youngest daughter, who was 13, mm-hmm. was also found in her bed. Oh, no. She was found with her Walkman near her and headphones, which made it likely that she had not heard the attack of her mother before she was attacked. Oh, no. There was not a lot of blood splatter, which was inconsistent with her injuries. And it was likely that something was placed over her head during the attack. Oh. Um, there was a blood-stained pillow near Sarah's body, which did not belong in her room. Interesting. Okay. Um, and it was very possible that Sarah died due to a combination of smothering with the pillow and being bludgeoned. Jesus Christ. She had ten lacerations to her face and head. She had fractures to her skull and to the right side of the base of her skull. Um, and she had defensive wounds on her right arm that were squared off at the end and where there was a linear strip of bruising. Um, and police thought that this was caused by some sort of shaft-like or cylindrical object. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm disturbed. The son, 15-year-old Adrian, mm. was found in the garage. Oh, no. He had also been playing music because a uh, stereo system... Mm-hmm. was found in the garage, which is why he did not hear the attack of his mother or his sister. Jesus. And he had had his back to the door and had not seen the perpetrator enter. Oh, no. Um, Adrian was working in the garage on a chair when he was attacked. The uh, police found woodworking glue, and the chair he had been working on was upturned. Oh. Um, and gas had been poured all over Adrian's body, but there was no indication that he attempted to light the gas. What? Or he, the perpetrator, whoever it was, attempted to light the gas. Um, That's weird. Adrian was covered in slashes. His face and the base of his skull were fractured. There were also fractures to his cheekbone and jawbone. Most of his injuries were to the back of his head. Like I said, he'd had his back turned. Yeah. He'd been hit in the head and neck 21 times. Jeez. And guys, oh man, this one got me. Teeth, root and all, were found in his nasal cavity. (gasps) Like he'd been beaten so badly that his teeth were falling out and he inhaled them. And some of them were even found on the floor near Uh, his body. Oh my God. He had bruises all over his torso. That were very similar to the bruising on Sarah's arms. And his skin was peeling and blistering on his left side from the gas being poured on him. Jesus. My, guys, just I just want to put this out there. I think that the reason why, because the, the gas is really never explained. I think why the gas was poured. Really? Was never. Never explained. Um, a lot of this is never explained, so just bear with me. Because I was, like, baffled. I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I never told you why they did this. What do you mean I don't get to know? Um, and so uh, my my inclination is that whoever had done this maybe thought that there was some evidence left behind on Adrian's body and poured the gas on him to destroy evidence. Jesus. 
because there's no way anything would live through or would serve like you know there's no blood or whatever yeah. that would be able to do that um there was a gas can that was next to adrian's body that was okay. in the open position okay um and a clump of hair was found in his hand originally believed to be his own but later police determined that it had been transferred from the murder weapon and fell in his hand like that's how badly these people were attacked um Jesus. the investigators said that the victims looked like looked like they had been in a plane crash like that is how bad their injuries were holy shit uh the postmortem exam revealed that the crime was mostly carried out by most likely uh, carried out by one offender mm-hmm. and it was determined that the murder weapon was most likely um a carjack tire iron maybe something of that sort yeah um, based on the bruising on sarah and adrian christ um so wayne de Grucci mm-hmm. was immediately brought in for questioning he had not been home at the time of the attack um, his he had an alibi, mm-hmm. and he had been in Sydney, an hour and a half away. Yeah, playing golf and staying at his parents' home at the time of the murder. It was later revealed that he wasn't at his parents' home; he was with a mistress. But he still was not. He unfortunately still had an alibi, no matter how shitty it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, witnesses said that they saw Wayne's. Um, he had a Commodore. It's a type of car. Okay, outside the De Grucci home in the early hours of the morning um, but that ended up not being correct because his commodore had been involved in some sort of accident days prior mm-hmm. and it was in the shop for repairs so he was oh. using a completely different car could not have been him it, at it all. could not have been him his car wasn't even there um and he told um police that he had called the home around 6 six thirty to tell jennifer that he was going to be staying at his parents house um and he also told police that matthew had wanted to use jennifer's car Mm -hmm. to go to his girlfriend's house on march 12th and he had been refused permission to do so um he couldn't remember whether like jennifer didn't want him to do it or if like he just was like we both kind of just agreed like no yeah but he was like i don't know if like jennifer really wanted it or me but we both just agreed that yeah he he wasn't wasn't gonna get the car um Matthew also had an alibi. Okay. He claimed that he left the DeGrucci home at 10 p.m. to go to his girlfriend's house, which was 30 kilometers away. Um, that's about a 20-minute drive. Okay. Um, his girlfriend, Alyssa Brindley, and her mother said that he ra- arrived at 11 p.m. And the trip, like I said, should have taken 20 minutes. Mm, weird. Um, they said Matthew appeared to be normal, calm, and polite, and he had no injuries or blood on his clothing. They were like, he was at our house. Yeah, he was there. But okay, I had, I just have a question. He was they he wasn't allowed to take the car. Did he just take the car anyway? <laughs> Did he walk? Could, well, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck took him so long. Did he get a taxi? Do he I find the, out? He took the car. Oh, he just took the car. Oh, you'll find out. Come on. Oh, no. Just, okay. Just wait. Just wait. Just <laughs> She's got a smirk on her face. I jumped ahead. <laughs> um, so the evidence made it look like initially that this was a burglary gone wrong. The house was awry. Stuff had been taken. Um, 
But it was determined very quickly that robbery was an unlikely motive because not much was missing from the home. And a lot of like family valuables like Jennifer's jewelry, money, things like that were not taken. Yeah. It was very strange things that were taken. And um, I'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Um, and the violence of the crime suggested that it was most likely some type of like fit of rage. Oh, so it's, it sounds fucking personal. Yeah, very personal. Extremely um, one of the things that was determined to be missing was a video recorder that had been placed in an entertainment cabinet, but it had been very carefully taken out of the cabinet and nothing else looked disturbed. Mm -hmm. um, calculators, like scientific ones, like fancy ones that you had to get in high school. Do you remember those big ass calculators? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Um, one of those was missing. A bunch of Sony games were missing. But like I said, items of greater value were untouched. Something that would Ooh, seem valuable to a kid. I remember those calculators. That shit was gold if you had one oh, of those Oh, I love fuckers. those. I, like, used to paint with nail polish. I used to, like, paint the outside of mine. I used to paint with, like, Sharpies. I used ah! to get, like, silver Sharpies and draw. And it's funny because we, sparkly had, we had two of them. And it was because my sister borrowed them from the school and then never gave them back. So I had two that had, like, Franklin High School, like, scribbled out on them. Oh, my God. And I don't care if you know where I went to high school. I don't live there anymore. I remember <laughs> my mom having to buy me one of those. And, like, com sorry, Mom, complaining. No, they're fuck. They were, like, they were 100 bucks. expensive. She was like, what the fuck? And I don't remember doing, you know, how, like, they have all those graphing things that you can do. I, I don't think I ever use those. We I remember I do remember using some of that, those functions, but very rarely. Very rare. My whole thing was to like, I remember you would put in a function and then you could delete it and then do another function, but then you could like go mm. back and like input like it was like the old answer plus like yeah function two and like you could like basically put your answer from two questions ago. In I there. remember they just had a lot of functions that I didn't know how to use and that fun. there was also a way to put a game on them and I can't remember how you could do that there I was remember like boys used to write boob oh my god I do know. you remember that they used to think they were hilarious they with used the to eight and the zero and the zero and the well, six well on the the scientific the graphing calculators you could literally type letters yeah people, yeah people you would get in trouble for like typing notes on them and passing them back and forth so dumb people were so stupid <laughs> Early forms of texting, friends. <laughs> it was calculated. Welcome to welcome to the millennials. I was saw TikTok today where some, where this guy was like, my teacher friend said that one of his students called millennials millennials the young old people. Oh my god! And I was like, what? There's nothing gets me more though than the than the younger generation on TikTok that say we were born in the late 1900s, and I'm like, get out. To those born in the 1900s, I'm like, <gasps> how dare you? How dare you say that to me? I'm barely 30. At least I got to experience the 90s and I don't yeah. eat Tide Pods, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't eat Tide Pods. I I went through the low-rise gene fad so that you didn't have to. And you brought them back. And then you brought them back. How dare they? I was, who, oh, oh, this is quick. I just... Last night when we went to dinner, we our, our friend was with us, and she was talking about skorts. And I was like, you know, skorts were a thing when we were growing up. They were, like, the thing if you had a skort. And kids, like, today are like, oh, my God. There's, there's, like, there's, like, a skirt there's and like, shorts. There's, like, a skirt and shorts. And, like, isn't this amazing? And they think it is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, bitch, that's all I wore growing up. 
I Fight want me. skorts again. Give me an escort. Le- that's. I basically make my own skorts. I just wear shorts under skirts. <laughs> under my knees, my Because dresses. I'm a millennial and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I am 27. I don't need the wind showing you my thong. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Tangent. <laughs> anyway, continue. I feel like we should have like a, like a, a sound that's like <laughs> tangent. Tangent. <laughs> tangent alert ahead yeah 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 Uh, do you guys want more sound effects i mean i can do that we can i I can't do that please let us know can we talk about the fact that i went to take a sip of my wine got distracted tried to talk realized i was talking into my wine glass not my microphone (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing about holding them i I have to like move it to drink (laughs) i think that's my only qualm okay anyway so Wine. Back to the case. Back to Australia. <laughs> um, so it was determined by investigators that all three victims were murdered between 8 p.m. on March 12th of 1996. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I got the year right. Um, and I think it's 1 a.m. on the 13th. Okay. Ha! I found it. It was 1 a.m. on the 13th. Welcome to the Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, a lo-fi sci-fi audio theater anthology series made for late nights and strong drinks. Join us monthly as we broadcast a pirate signal across time and space. Featuring stories, songs, and frequencies from a rotating list of voice actors, writers, storytellers, and musicians. If you're looking for high-quality science fiction, skin-crawling horror, and other genre fiction, listen to The Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Ugly Radio. See you in the void. So, immediately, police start going to work collecting evidence in the home. Um, in Jennifer's room, a large carpet area mm-hmm. had been cut from the floor. Before the police got there? Mm-hmm. And two smaller areas had also been cut. One was by the bed and the other was by the door. Police determined that this was probably to get rid of some type of evidence. Obviously. What um, if you threw up? Throw up. Yeah. Anything like that. Um, in the hallway, uh, police found trace evidence of, um, diluted blood. Diluted blood? They very much think that whoever did this cleaned up afterwards. Oh. Um, but I don't, I, I, there is DNA taken from these samples and I will reveal whose DNA that is in a minute. Okay. Oh, I can't um, bring it on. <laughs> in total, 60 swabs of blood were taken from the home. Okay. Um, investigators um, then looked through Jennifer's car mm-hmm. and noted that the area where the types of parts, like a car jack, tire iron, mm-hmm. anything like that would be stored, was ajar. 
Uh, they open when they opened the hatch. The car jack, yeah, was still in position, but the handle and wheel brace were missing. Oh, and the spare tire showed no wear and tear. So it's not like they had taken them out and used it to put to on put the spare. The, put on the spare. They there was no reason they were just for gone. Yeah, there was no reason for those gotcha. to be missing. Um, <laughs> Jennifer's <laughs> car was then taken in to be forensically examined. Um, police found a small carpet fiber uh, that was on the floor behind the driver's seat. They did a forensic analysis on this, and it appeared to be a similar color um, to the missing carpet in the house, the little piece that had been cut out. And police determined that it was highly probable that the fiber came from the same source as the carpet in Jennifer's room. Mm -hmm. And a small reddish-brown stain was found on the fiber. It was DNA tested. Along with the diluted blood in the home. <gasps> oh no. And it was found to be Matthew's DNA. Ba, ba, ba. Fingerprints were also found on the gas handle. Um, the middle and l- ring fingerprints matched Matthew to Grucci. Uh oh. However, the whole family used that gas can That's to fair. fill their tanks, and Matthew did that job for the family often. Uh, okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Police then bring in Matthew's girlfriend, Alyssa, for questioning. She told police that Matthew spoke with her around 8 p.m. and said that he would be on the way to her house soon. And she called back at 10 p.m. when Matthew hadn't arrived. And nobody answered. Uh Uh-oh. He did not arrive at her house until 11 p.m. And he told Alyssa that he was late because his mother had asked him to stay back because she had been receiving prank phone calls. Matthew had not mentioned this. He told her that the caller had told Jennifer that, quote, three members of the family would die. Of course. And said that the caller would hang up before anyone answered. The police only found a record of three other calls that night. One was from Jennifer's mother, Dorothy, at 7. One was from Jennifer's brother, Raymond, at 745. And one was Alyssa at 8 o'clock. Bitch, why you lie? Why do you lie about things that can be checked? Matthew also drove Jennifer's car yep. to Alyssa's house that night. Mm-hmm. The car that he was not supposed to take. Yep. Um, so police brought Matthew back in for additional questioning and asked about the discovery of the bodies and the phone calls during this session. This is going to go badly. Like I said, his neighbor had told police that Matthew came out that morning and said, something is wrong with mom and, and Sarah. Very specific. But when questioned again about that morning, he said that he had never gone into Sarah's room. So how would he have known that something was wrong with her? 
moron. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. One more time. How old is he? He's 18. Okay. It was like 18, 19. Gotcha. A lot of things said 18, but something said 19. If that I, I some cases do that. I found sometimes when when it happens over a period of time, it'll report that oh they were 18 when it happened, but they were 19 at the trial or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're like wait. Well, uh, and so you flip you flip from source to source, and it's like they were 19, they were 18, they were 18, they were 19. And you're like motherfucker. That's I mean I think I wrote it? at the beginning like 18 slash 19, but then the docu- do that. the little documentary <laughs> episode I watched said 18, so I picked that. Yeah. So. The police would not have any additional leads. And some of this forensic evidence, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying this all in like one little short thing. This all happened over a period of, of months, yeah. weeks, days. But it would be two months before um, investigators found any ad- additional evidence that was not located in the home. Okay. Two months after the murders. Oh, no. A red and white bag would be found again and i'm gonna explain that so just at a dam at the old winona brickworks on bully road it had originally been found by a group of teenage boys just days after the murders who took some of the items in the bag what is wrong with people and tossed it back into the water what is wrong with people? One of the boys was um, interviewed in that um, forensic investigators episode, and he said that they took a hammer out of the bag. Um, but I didn't find that anywhere else. So take that as you will. Okay. Um, like I said, it was found again. <laughs> and the bag contained a video recorder, a pair of binoculars that belonged to the DeGrucci fa- family, several pieces of carpet, a pair of track pants, two shirts, an empty bottle of Sambuca, and a plastic bag that contained a torn up note that was in 13 pieces, which was still in semi-good condition because it had been sealed in a bag. Everything else was forensically damaged because it was in a dam. Water. Yep. I just, people are stupid to me. Okay, go ahead. This note said, <laughs> open gate, throw do- bottle down the back, thrown things down wall in roof, tracksuit pants one, knife one, t-shirts two, shoes two, hanky pole towel, open blinds to see through, Sarah, mom, Adrian, headbutt mirror, have shower, throw hi-fi down back, hit arm with pole, hit leg pole cut somewhere with knife sarah mom and adrian those three words were all written in blue ink everything else was written in black weird and there was some sort of writing on the back in red ink they said it was a serial number um for what that is never told to you apparently it wasn't important (laughs) um it's possible that it was just something that was already on the other side of the paper that's fair this note was determined to be in Matthew's handwriting. Yeah, of course. And he claimed <laughs> that it was a note to plan a party and to get gifts for the party for his mom. Um, Cut somewhere with knife as a gift for your mom? Hit, hit arm with pole? Hit leg with pole? Like, what? 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 what, what ha- 
I hate this. So the dam oh. after this, after the after the finding of this first bag, mm-hmm. the dam is searched extensively. They like bring everybody in to look at this, and a second bag is found. In Dear this God. bag contained a Sega Master System Three <gasps> or System Two. Sorry. How dare you throw that away? And games. A scientific calculator with the name A. DeGrucci on it. A Game Boy and games. A sock. And Jennifer DeGrucci's driver's license and pocketbook. Oh, my God. And Matthew, when interviewed initially by police had been very specific about the things that were stolen from the home. And everything he listed was found in the bags when they dredged the dam. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, the tire iron from Jennifer's car was never found. The murder weapon for this crime was never found. Oh. Um, but investiga- investigators concluded that after the murders... Matthew cleaned himself up and changed his clothes. He put his bloody clothes into the sports bag, which, mm-hmm. because of the water and because of how long they'd been in the water, were no longer any good to them because of washing away of evidence. Yeah. Um, he put the parts of the carpet and several other electronic items that were also in the bag. He then threw both of these bags into the dam on the way to Alyssa's home. And this dam was not very far from her house. So what was the motive they thought for this? Matthew was mad about not being able to use the car to go to his girlfriend's house. There seemed to be no other motive for this crime. But all of the circumstantial evidence points at him was coming up roses Holy towards shit. him. Yeah. Um, for three months after the discovery of the bags, Matthew was under 24-hour surveillance. And he was finally arrested and charged in June of 1996. Ooh. He was refused bail. Good. And his fa- he and his father both maintained his innocence. And until this day, they maintain his innocence. Are you serious? Um, at the trial, he uh, the Crown Prosecutor was Paul Conlon. Um, the defense presented Matthew as a gentle and loving boy who never had any issues with his family, no fights, no anger problems, nothing. Um, they said that the small blood stains that matched Matthew's DNA um, were there prior to the murders. Conveniently. And they also suggested that the murders were committed by a third party. Um, his father, uncle, and girlfriend all provided character testimony at his trial. Um, they said he had a calm and gentle nature. There was no animosity between him and his family. And they had not seen any injuries or abnormal ha- abnormal behavior from him. Like normal grieving. That's yeah. all they noted. Um, under cross-examination, however, Alyssa revealed that Matthew drank Jim Bean, smoked the ganja and fought with his mother often about the use of the car like you really are gonna kill your mother over a fucking car seriously walk to her house like fucking call a taxi get a job buy your own car you're fucking 18 yep um (laughs) on october 14th of 1998 
Matthew was found guilty of three counts of murder, even though investigators only had circumstantial evidence. Um, oh, interesting. And he was sentenced to three concurrent 28-year terms. Whoa. But would be eligible for parole in 2017 after serving, you know, a certain amount of time in his, ser- in his sentence. Yeah. And he was sent to Long Bay Jail. Um, they talked to the prosecutor mm-hmm. of this case in the forensic investigators episode that I watched. And he said that when the verdict was read, Matthew had no reaction. Nothing. Like. He said they w- he was like that the whole trial. No remorse. No anger. Nothing. Not even like a show of, oh my God, my fucking family was murdered. I'm going to be sad. Well, he like, was sad when they were murdered. But because apparently he had to go to the hospital, he was so distraught. But at the trial, he sat there deadpan. No emotion. That's weird. Like literally they're showing you crime scene photos of your dead fucking family and you have no emotion. You have no emotion. I'd be sobbing. Like. Yeah. If you're innocent, fucking cry. Yeah. Like. uh, You're not doing yourself any fucking favors. Just sitting there. Like. Even just show shock, show something. Like, yeah. How can you just? I mean, unless he quite literally just shut down. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's. I mean, like, like I said, like he. He probably only saw Jennifer. He he probably didn't see shit because he went in there and was like, "Oh my hell is it?" Yeah. Because the circumstantial evidence against him is kind of damning. Yeah. Your blood is found all over the place. The weird note in your own handwriting. The things that were stolen that are very specific. Yep. The, the fingerprints on the gas can. Like the carpet fibers in the back of the car. With your diluted blood on it. Yeah. That seems pretty sus to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he and his family immediately tried to appeal the verdict. Of course. But that was denied on um, March 3rd of 2000 mm-hmm. by the NSW Court of Criminal Appeal. Um, according to sources, Matthew's behavior in prison was exemplary. And his mother's a fam- and his mother's family did not oppose his parole when he was released in 2019 at age 41. Are you serious? He is a free man right now. He is free. Um, he will remain on parole until June of 2024. He According to his parole, the, the, uh, what do you call them? Parole officer? Well, like the conditions, the conditions of his parole. Oh, I always like the, (laughs) according to the conditions of his parole, he needs to attend psychological counseling, counseling, um, and he cannot contact the, the family of the victims with the exception of his father and his paternal side of the family. He is not allowed to contact any of his maternal relatives. Okay. Um, Fuck. And he is not allowed to visit the, I am so sorry if I say this wrong, the Illawarra or Shoalhaven areas where the murders occurred. And um, I saw one article that said that he had been denied being able to live in Tasmania. But then I saw another article that said that he lives in Tasmania now with his father, who does live in Tas- Tasmania. Huh. Um, 
It might be one of those things where, like, he moved into the area and there was kind of, like, riots or sh- some shit. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, I think they, like, denied it at first because, like, it's isn't Tasmania kind of far? I'm not sure. I'm not even sure. But, I mean, if you know, tell I me. I mean, maybe they denied it and the only way they let him in is if he lived with his father. Well, I think he does live with them. Mm-hmm. Or he did for a, a time. Um, his paternal family, his dad has a new family and they have already said that they are going to help him or that they have helped him since 2019. Um, but there was like a pretty big up uproar when he was released. They did not want him in there. Not his family. The family was kind of like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, they already released him and he had exemplary behavior. So, but he's not once said anything about any of this. He still maintains that he is innocent and he did not do it. I don't believe it. I don't really either. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I think the evidence is too much. There was a lot of evidence like, against I, him. I know it's mostly circumstantial, but that's that's like the best circumstantial evidence you could have in a trial. Yeah. I when I when I I mean that's that's that. So I'm just gonna close this. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like this was a kind of a short one. It was pretty like open and shut. They didn't really have any other suspects. You know, there wasn't much else. There was a guy, I guess, that had committed, like, and this is a, a, apparently, and I didn't find this out until, like, later. It's not in, like, any of the other sources I found. But um, there was a guy who committed suicide very shortly after the murders. Okay. Who in the, his suicide note said that he was worried about being blamed for it. Um, but I didn't find that anywhere else. Um, Interesting. And so it was like, okay, but if that was the case, you think that that would be more investigated? Yeah, further. like he was blamed specifically. Like he, yeah, he, he said like, specifically would, for this. Yeah, that's bizarre. I found that in like an uh, it's, it was in the Sydney Law Review. So I mean, I'm not saying it's incorrect. Huh. I'm just saying that it's a little known fact. It's ju- I just was it, like, I feel like if that had had any validity, there it, would have been more on that. Yeah, path. it would have been corroborated somewhere else. Like you yeah. would have seen it in some other articles because that's kind of a big thing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at first I was like, you remember when I first talked to you about this case, and I was like, I don't know if this kid did it. Yeah, I do. I was like, for a hot minute, I was like, I think that they pinned this on him. For a hot minute, I thought <laughs> that until they were like, no, we did DNA. And it came back to him. I was g- Even the diluted DNA came back to him. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't make any sense at all. Why would he kill his family over the car? I know. And everybody else says that he's a great kid and he didn't do anything wrong. Like, you think that there would be some sort of evidence that he was, like, a problem child or, like. And just, like. Yeah, I'm not even close to being done with my wine, but just pour it. Pour it on in there. It's all yours. Drip, drip. It's yours. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't question me. Uh, (laughs) I just. It's all very strange. I mean, if this was done by a third party. They did a great job making it look like it was Matthew. Yeah, I was going to say, where's the evidence pointing elsewhere? Exactly. It's not even like there was a question. Like, they never found any DNA that pointed elsewhere. They never found fibers that pointed elsewhere. Everything was within the family, within the home. Mm -hmm. They they suggested that the reason why he maybe, um, and I think your your idea was even better, um, that one of the reasons why he possibly cut the carpet out was because he got a pressure nosebleed from like all the stress that's possible or or something like that but then you said maybe he threw up on the carpet yeah and then that got me too but then they also found the diluted blood in the hallway in the kitchen in the tile and it was in it they they said that it looked like somebody cleaned it 
They were like, it looked like I somebody say, fucking so, cleaned. So, um, maybe. I mean, who knows if he was using the tire iron, maybe. Oh, and I forgot and to mention this. I'm sorry. There was blood on the back of the behind the behind the headboard of Jennifer's uh, bed. There behind was. Behind it? Mm-hmm. There was like on the wall. There was a very minute amount of blood that was found that was found also to be Matthew's. Uh, so it, it almost sounds like... Sorry, I, I don't know. I feel like I put it in there and, and then I he, like deleted it. And else. he had no sign of injury. He had like no defensive wounds, nothing. Well, his mom had been... A, like, according to... Um, and I, I... Oh my God, did I miss a fucking bunch of stuff? Um, according to investigators, she was asleep. Okay. So she was like attacked and didn't even know it. And then the kids were obviously listening to music and didn't hear anything. So she probably didn't even have a second to even think about what the fuck was going on. Well, and, and you never know. I mean, he could. I mean, you're right. He could have had a nosebleed from stress. He, he could have. Who knows? He could have fucking hit himself in the mouth he, he could have held yeah. up the nose he, he's like you're swinging that thing back so far like yeah who knows all i can think of like is this like and i'm sorry this is like probably like a terrible thing is is like in silence of the lambs like at the end where anthony hopkins is like in that cell in the, like after he go oh i'm trying to explain this after he says he'll help the senator find the daughter and he gets put in that cell that's like in the middle of that big room and yeah. the police officers go in. He's, he's in what looks almost like a fucking gigantic bird cage in the middle yeah, of the room. Yeah, in like a ballroom. Yeah. And all I can think of like this, all I could think of was like this kid having no emotion and like Anthony Hopkins just taking that police baton and just like hitting him. Do you remember when he yeah. does that? Like I was like, that's all I could think of like this kid doing. Like, but how could you be so mad about the fucking car that you bludgeoned your family to death? Like, uh, and I feel like... I just, I feel like there's so much missing. Mm. Like, I feel like if if he had done this, but all other times of his life, he seemed like the perfect angelic child. Where are the psych tests? Where, where was that? Like, did he ever speak with a psychiatrist? I think you said he did, didn't he? He I had. I think he did in jail, probably. I, say, I feel like he said something about that, but I could be thinking. No, he things. did. He, I mean, he hadn't prior to this, I don't believe. But like. Where was that? I, you don't just yeah, go mean, from being a perfect angelic child to murdering half your family because you can't borrow the car. I mean, my thing is that, like, sociopaths can mimic normal behavior. That's fair, too. And that's what Belinda, um, Officer Belinda, I can't remember her last name. There's actually a true, there's also an episode of Australian True Crime. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Or they interview her. And she has a book, too, that I read the chapter about this case on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that he's, like, he's a psychopath. Interesting. She was like, he is a I'd pure be, psychopath. When you watch any of the documentaries, do they show, like, any of his interviews? Do you see any video clips of him specifically? No. I've Damn. only seen pictures. Probably because he was 18. Mm. That, ugh. Cause like I oh, wait, wait, there is one interview that they show you, and is it's there? when police interview him the second time after they find out about the prank call, and they ask oh. him about Sarah, and they say like, oh, so you went in and you saw your mom, you went and saw your mom's body, and so you saw Sarah's body too, and he was like, no, I never went into Sarah's room, and he's literally like his head is in his hands, he's like, he's trying to hide his face, he's like hiding his face, like, 
I can show you the clip of it. It's weird. It's Cause well that cause that's what I was gonna say is I would like to see his He's very unemotional about it. I would say it. his emotional response and his body language during that. Very calm. Like, like hunched over the table. Almost too calm about Very the fact calm. that your fucking family is dead. Yeah. I mean, this is the second time they're inter- interviewing him. It's not the initial interview. But, huh. I-, I mean, maybe I'll see if I can find a clip of it and maybe put it up on our social media or something. Um, I mean, I've done that before. Do it. Yeah, because it's, it's an interesting clip for sure. It's very weird. It's very bizarre. Because they're like, okay, so you, you went into the house and and, and X, Y, Z, you did this. And he's like, no, I never went to Sarah's room. He's like very matter of fact about it. I'm just. Hmm. But I only saw in that documentary that one clip of it. It's just like. It, I just don't know what to think about this case. I'm just very confused. I am. On the side of, I believe he did it. I mean, I think that the I think that the evidence is very stacked against him. It's not even so much of like, oh, okay, well, we found this torn up note and all the specific items that he listed that were stolen and are kind of bizarre, nothing of importance, but like weird items. It's the fact that what he claimed, like, oh, that note was the list. That I was making for my mom's birthday, like present planning. Like, but why would a murderer take that note, which is supposedly nothing to do with what they're doing, rip it up, put it in a plastic bag, and throw it into a dam? Exactly. Why was it in the plastic bag at all? And if it was analyzed by handwriting analysis, like it was. I'm sorry if it comes back that it's a fucking match. You know, I have pictures of like, I have pictures for for our episode post of the note. If you've never looked into handwriting analysis, you should because the it's very interesting the depths that they go to to mash that stuff that that shit is a science. They have to like that is difficult look at work. Hundreds of known writing samples from that person. Yeah. So I'm sure that that was no like. They, they figured out this. They found this note. They But they had. It took them forever. Like I was like, okay. Why was he under surveillance for three months? Oh, my God. But then I'm like, oh, wait. It's going to take them forever to determine that that is his handwriting. For yep. sure. Like 100% determine that that is his handwriting. It's very bizarre. That's it's, the case of and it's like, the Gucci family murders. There was. Uh, and nothing is explained. The motive isn't explained. Um, you know, like, why was gas on his body? Why was the carpet, uh, like, not there? Why, like, there were all of these things where I just, I'm like, why? Why? I want to know why. And you don't ever get an answer. Gas is a little symbolic to me. Is it? Of? I wasn't allowed to take the car. It's fucking gasoline. But he would brother? spend days filling up the gas tank for his family. Mm. But he but wasn't he, allowed to drive yeah. it. But my thing, too, is like, okay, if you're not allowed to take the car, why did you kill your brother and sister and not just your mother? They were w- wearing headphones and listening to music. He could have killed her Slipped and out, left. Come back. But I'm like, hey, where's mom? Let's go find her. Like, walk into the yeah. bedroom and be like, oh, no. Like, so my thing is like. Did they what, witness something? What transpired between when he talked to Alyssa and when the murders occurred that caused 
all of Because I feel like I feel like yeah. they probably witnessed something, whether it was him blowing up about the fact that his mom said no to him taking the car. I mean, it could have been as it could have been as simple as like he called her a name like, oh, you're a stupid bitch or something. And she slapped him or something like that. And the kids saw it and he was embarrassed. Yeah. Or, like, there are a million things. Oh, say any uh, fucking sociopaths like that. They'll anything to them can be a trigger. So yeah. it can be something as simple as that as just being embarrassed and them having witnessed it. It can be, I, I don't know, you know, maybe the mom said no and he walked away and the brother mocked him and was like, oh, ha ha, you're not allowed to go see girl. Or he friend. went to like try and sneak out like, and get the car at eight o'clock and the, the kids caught him and got him in trouble. Mm. That's like, that was something that I thought of like pretty early on. I was like, well, why did he kill the brother and sister? Because they he, were wearing headphones and stuff like it could have, it could have very easily you, he could have very easily just killed the, the mom and, like, not even bothered it's, with the siblings. Yeah, so he could have tried to sneak out once and they foiled his plan. And so he went back inside and stewed over it and waited till his mom went to sleep. And then it literally could be anything. Yeah. They're so... If you really, if you really dig into the But sociopaths are really, really good about portraying, like, a certain front to other people. They are. That's... It, it, your Your emotions are not correct <laughs> no yeah like you can pretend like they are yeah but you don't actually know what any of that feels like mm -hmm. because you don't feel anything yep <laughs> it's a very scary <laughs> it's a very weird case Guys, i was i thought it was gonna be open and shut really and i was like oh this guy killed them and then it, i did more research I mean, and i was like what if what? you look at it technically it is open and shut yeah but it's so weird just because the motive is so unknown and he like never has never confessed to this it's not even like in jail somebody was like oh fact, he confessed to me and the fact that his father and his family stand by him that's not his mother's family oh his mother's family doesn't no they oh, just okay. did they just did not um oppose his bail or uh, oppose his um release his release because they just at that point. Oh, they flat out one of the one of the aunts. I read an article. I didn't I didn't put in too too much about the trial, but one of his aunts like flat out said that like from the beginning she believed he did it. Good. Sorry. So, <laughs> but they didn't give us or us me <laughs> any more like other than that. Like it was just that quote. Really I believe from the beginning that he did it, and I was like, <sighs> I mean maybe from the beginning of when they were like this is all the evidence. Yeah, like when he was first brought in for questioning, and they were like, oh, we're looking at him. And they were like, oh, with all that evidence, yeah, that seems like it. It's very bizarre. Weird case. Especially cause and I, a short one. I'm I, sorry, guys. I just, I also feel like, and this kind of goes against it. It's like, if he really was a sociopath, I feel like there would have been other times in life where it slipped. Mm -hmm. Because even though you can be in control on something like that, if you get set off by the fact that your mother won't let you take the car, like something so little, I feel like there would be something else that would have set you off too. Right, right. So I, I, uh, very weird. I am, okay, I'm on the side of I believe he did it, but my shoulder's touching the fence. I'm bamboozled. <laughs> Macy's standing on top of the fence going, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm on top of, I'm balancing on top of the fence being like, my, my arm is on the side that he did it. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning back and forth. Yeah, I'm like teetering, teeter, teeter tottering. 
between like it's it's very it seems very likely that this kid did this and then also like but why like (laughs) you could talk yourself in circles with things that would prove he did it and things that would prove he didn't exactly that's weird if anybody knows like any if any of our australian listeners know anything more about this case that i did not find please tell me because i had a very hard time finding articles about this that were not about his release it's very I, i'm interested i really i really do i want to yeah yeah there's no sociopath outside She's barking out the window um it's okay we are all right there are no scary people in here. There's probably just some old lady walking by in my apartment complex. Or a squirrel. <laughs> that too. <laughs> squirrel! Squirrel! Um, yeah. But yeah, no, seriously, if anybody else has like a theory or just even an idea, please email that. Anything I, I missed, know. anything, because I, like I said, like I had a really hard time finding like articles from when this happened. I found a lot of articles from when he was released. Yeah, and it especially because it's so recent. Yeah, but there, like, I, there are two books that I will link in my show notes. Um, here, let me let me read them. Fuck. It's my favorite version of the song. Okay, so like do, I said, do, 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 do. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is an episode of Forensic Investigators that is on Amazon Plus. It's free with ads. Prime. Ha! Amazon Prime. You had it at first, and then you said Plus, and I was like, she was so close. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, it's season one, episode five. It's literally called DeGrucci. Okay. Um, there's that. Um, there's also, like I said, in Australia, it's um, a podcast, another podcast that I didn't get to listen to. Um, called Australian True Crime Podcast, The DeGrucci Family Murders. It's episode 111. Um, And there are two books. The first one I read, um, the chapter about this case, was called Killer Australia, Death and Destruction Down Under, and that is by Amanda Howard. And the second one was by Officer Belinda Neal, and it is called Under Siege. Um, Under Siege. And that is about the cases that caused her to have PTSD and retire from... Um, the police force early so um, so. if you're interested in any of those things like I said they will be in my show notes and I found those uh, one of uh, both of those books on Kindle so they're very easily accessible I got very distracted in the last half of that and I did not stop you that's okay normally we take our 15 minute pause (laughs) and we save it and I very much just got so enthralled so gross that I just did not stop you. Know, I looked down and my timer was like 25 minutes. And I was like, oops. It's okay. <laughs> Mine goes off at 14 minutes. See, I do I do like a stopwatch. So it's not really a timer. Yeah, mine's a timer. That's why you, every once in a while you're here, you'll hear like. <laughs> anyway. Billy was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Nicole. Where, where can they find us? God. So many places. Are all over the interwebs. Do 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 anyway. do 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 fuck. <laughs> do 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 fuck 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 do. <laughs> Listen, I did not know you were gonna do that, <laughs> but it felt right, and I'm so glad I was able to do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> to say that we are the same person is an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, guys, we are on Patreon, Patreon. which is patreon.com slash podcast. We are cheap dates. One or two dollars a month gets you all this fun, exclusive content. And we promise you it is worth it. Tell them, Victoria. Anyway. And Justin. And Justin. Oh, I miss Justin. I feel like we haven't heard from Justin in a hot minute. No. But I like Justin. I miss yeah. his face. <laughs> we miss your face. <laughs> we like your face. Anyway, we are also on all forms of social media. Mm-hmm. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. If you head over to YouTube, well, we are in the process of revamping some of our older episodes. The uploads have um, kind of stopped for a hot minute, but you can find some of our earlier episodes on there, all of our YouTube sources. You can go into your search bar and find us by searching Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. And while you're over there, if you would like to hit that subscribe button, we can customize our URL and you can find us easy. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Yay! (laughs) If you would like to listen to us more than you already are, (laughs) possibly on a more convenient platform for you, you may not know, we are all over the fucking place. Huzzah! We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music slash Audible. We are on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and our host, Platypus Podbean. Podbean. And I know there's a few other oddities out there. Every once in a while, like, there's, like, what is it, Good Pods or something that we get yeah, the emails from? Yeah, there's a couple of, like, indie platforms that we technically haven't put our stuff on but they found it somehow it like gets automatically shared there somehow somehow yeah we don't know but yeah you might find us a few other places um and our website i was gonna say another place you can listen to us (laughs) is our very own website we are buzzkillerspodcast.com buzzkillerspodcast.com and if you would like to head over there there is a whole page dedicated to macy and i and learning a little bit about who we are as weirdos there is individuals (laughs) we're weird Uh, (laughs) there is like i said a whole page dedicated to listening to the podcast you can also find all of the wines we drink there are pictures and descriptions of all of the wines we have tried so you can drink along with us maybe you'd like to head to the liquor store and just pick up a bottle of something we said was delicioso yeah if you think you have similar wine vibes let's say give it a try shoot us a message let us know what you think mm-hmm. and in order to shoot us a message you're gonna need our handy dandy contact page <laughs> 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 if you go to the contact page there is a form that you can fill out you just you know type in your name and your email and it's like your, your name message. and your email and your little message and you hit submit and it will go straight to our gmail um it is the best way to contact us we get the notification straight to our phone um and that is, if you don't want to use the contact page, you can also just email us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. What makes he said? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's our shit. That's our shit. That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but catch us next week. This is our last episode of Australian True Crime Month. Uh, crime Down Under. Um, also, Patreons, be on the lookout for your exclusive episode that should be coming out at the end of this month. 
Um, and then on April 1st, be on the lookout for our topic announcement. Patreons, like we said, maybe you'll get that announcement a little early because you're special. You guys are special. You're our special Patron Glenn. Okay, I just spoke and it reminded me of, oh crap, I'm going to forget her name. Do you ever watch that MTV show Awkward? No. Met the girls in high school. Oh, it's about this girl that's like super fucking awkward. Well, that's why it's called awkward. Literally. <laughs> but there's there's a there's this girl and she's basically the bully. And she kind of talks like this and she's really nasally. Oh. And that that's just kind of that's what she sounds like. You know, I can like hear her voice in my head and I don't I like don't know how to do it. I don't know like, how to do it. Is it like this kind of? Kind of like that. And I forget her name right now, but I can picture her, and it's driving me bonkers. I'm going to have to look it up after we have <laughs> <laughs> We'll figure it out. But outside of that, guys. I think that's it. I think that's it. I hope you had a grot, Tim, listening to this episode. <laughs> I love that word. I say it all the time. Grot, Tim. I want a shirt that is just black, and all it says in white letters is, I had a grot, Tim. With and Buzz I want Killers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with Buzz Killers. Oh my god, I need to make this. We have so much. Okay, guys, I already. Okay, okay. News flash. Woo! My thirtieth birthday is coming up soon because I'm an old woman, and um, I asked my family to buy me a cricket this year. So be on the lookout for Buzz Killers merch because I can make it myself. I can't wait for your birthday. I don't think you understand. I'm so excited. Death to my 20s. Death. Exactly. Slow bloody death to my 20s. I have so much to do. <laughs> the boys got a surprise party this year for their 30th. Nicole yes. got two birthday parties. I did. <laughs> I was spoiled as shit. <laughs> it's my turn. Damn it. <laughs> it's time for the day to be about Macy. <laughs> it's time for my grot Tim. <laughs> it's time for Macy's grot Tim. <laughs> It'll be a great time. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so pumped. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I'm pumped. I don't even know what's happening. I told Tyler, I was like, I'm not planning my own shit. Oh, fuck no, you I ain't. was like, if you guys want to plan something, Girl, talk to Nicole. Um, listen to me. <laughs> you never have to worry about planning shit. <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. Don't even be like, I'm worried about this or like. My baby shower, or this and that, and I'll be like, I am no. not pregnant. That is, I'm not pregnant. She's not pregnant, but I'm, <laughs> I'm planning. I'm literally drinking wine. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's not. A but thing. there's intentions, and I already have plans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm married, so that, I mean, I, I guess there would be intentions there for sure. Anyway, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to us. We got to twelve thousand downloads this week. I know, and I'm, I just am blown away. It's so fast. It's picking up so much all of a sudden it, every like five seconds macy's like we have this many downloads we have this many downloads oh my god we have this many downloads and i like, know Whoa! every i feel like every time i look it's more and it's we, amazing we just love you guys so much and it's it's a crazy ride we're on and we're having such a great time and we, we thank you for sticking with us yeah this we, far. we hope and that you like it i know i know we're not on top of the world here but we like that you listen to us and that you think we're fun because yeah. I think we're fun. I think we're fucking fun. I, I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm funny. <laughs> Ooh, I said that so aggressively, my jaw cracked. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> that is not huzzah. And at this time, we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we love you. Bye. Bye.
This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.